0: Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast with your hosts, physical therapists, Dr. Michael Gorman and Dr. Lauren Bennett. This podcast will discuss a variety of health-related topics focused on educating the aging adult, allowing for an active lifestyle no matter the age. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Bennett, and I'm a physical therapist out of St. Louis, Missouri. Today, we have a very special topic to talk about in an interview with Dr. Sam Cardona, and he's one of our very own iMove PT physical therapists out of St. Louis as well. So welcome, Sam, and we thank you for being here today.
1: Awesome. Happy to be here.
0: Yes. So we are going to be talking about blood flow restriction therapy, and I feel like this is a topic that has really taken off as of recently, but when I was doing some research, it actually dates back to 1966 out of Japan with Dr. Yoshiaki Sato. Is that correct, Sam? Do you know? Yeah. It correct. It's been a while.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. It's been a while, which I was surprised at. So, um, We'll let Sam talk more about it. But basically the concept is that we know that muscle weakness can stem from a variety of pathologies and conditions. And traditionally, when you think about like lifting weights and getting stronger, you think about going to the gym and loading a muscle group with a lot of weight and increasing your resistance and your reps to make your muscles hypertrophy. But this concept has to do with like occluding some blood flow, allowing the blood to go into the extremity and then not allowing it to come back up as well. And so Sam will get more into that, but, um, less weight and less intense, but same effects. So without spoiling too much, I'm going to let, um, Dr. Sam go ahead and introduce more about himself. How long have you been a PT? Where did you go to school? All that fun stuff. And then we will let, um, us get into more about it. So
1: Perfect. So let's see about myself. I've been a PT for almost four years now. I hit my four-year anniversary in August. Um, I went to a small school in southwestern Virginia called Emory and Henry College, just okay. place where I got in. Um, the only special certification I actually have is BFR. I got <laughs> uh, trained in BFR. Like I think that was one of the first things I did when I graduated. Uh, I think, yeah, I started working in October and I think I got my certification in like January. <laughs> so, okay. awesome. yeah. So, and then I used BFR pretty heavily those first with the job I had those first two years.
0: Okay. And was it something that you were very interested in or was it something that the clinic you worked at just used a lot?
1: Oh, no, that was something I was really interested in. When I was a student, I went to the combined sections meeting 20, I believe what, 2017 and 2018. One of the years I was presenting um and so I first I was already knew about BFR so I went to some conferences for BFR both of those years to just listen to what people were doing um a lot of good information there so even then it was it was pretty widespread four or five years ago
0: okay yeah I know that my clinic we used it a little bit but I would say nobody like specialized in it enough to really use it confidently but now Definitely. I know that our company offers it. We'll get into more about that later, but um, it, yeah, it's not too bad. So we'll get into more about what you use, but first let's go over like, it, what, what exactly is it? Let's go more in depth about that. What is blood flow restriction tra- training? Cause the name of it, I'm not going to lie. Sounds kind of intense,
1: <laughs> right? Uh, it definitely does sound intense. And when you're doing it, it is intense, but uh, basically, as you kind of talked about earlier, it's you're using a cuff on an extremity um, as close proximally as you can to occlude a certain amount of blood flow. The amount depends on which type of bands you're using. Um, so that way, that blood pools in the extremity. And so then, as you do that, you start to deprive your muscles of oxygen and you reach that muscle failure point a lot faster than you would under traditional training methods.
0: So are you, so you would obviously train this muscle group with less weight than like, if you didn't have the cuff on it. Right. Cause the exercise seems uh, a lot more intense and harder than normal.
1: Yeah. You typically, at least in my training protocols that have done about 20 to 30% of your one rep max is all you're using. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's more than enough. You fail <laughs> out really fast. <bad. laughs>
0: Yeah, I think I tried it on myself. I'm sure you've done it way more than I have, Um, but we were doing very simple exercises. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's something like, I know that they have like the legit ones and you occlude and it's like, looks basically like a blood pressure cuff, correct?
1: Very similar to it. Yeah, if you get like the Delphi system, for example, is the one you see a lot of if you're looking at professional athletes or something, if you've seen videos of that. And it's like attached to an IV pole with a blood pressure. It looks a lot like a blood pressure cuff on one limb. Yeah. And um, yeah, but that's a good idea of it.
0: Yeah. So I think we were doing like squats or leg press or just like straight leg raises and like it fatigues mm-hmm. quick. Um, so you really don't have to do a lot of weight or a lot of reps with this, but it's really cool to get the same effect. So um, I think that the there's less, let's say stress on the ligaments and the tendons and prevents loss of muscle mass in people that are immobile. So I think the concept of it is that it's tricking your body to think that it's working harder than it actually is. So would you agree with that?
1: I mean, It's not really trick, right? Because you are working hard, right? You're yeah. <laughs> You're also you're, you're being deprived of oxygen. They're in the anaerobic state where they're stressing. So you're, you're working hard, but you're just, you're achieving it a lot faster. And some of the benefits that you just mentioned, like if you have an injury, like, you know, your ACL recovery or whatever, um, and you can't load a joint, so you can't afford to stress a tendon or anything like that, you still want to may- be able to maintain that muscle mass. So it's a really good way to Work muscles without stressing joints or tendons.
0: Yes. So the populations that you have treated this with, I know you just mentioned ACL or any post-op or people that are immobile. Are there other populations that you would say would be a great candidate for for BFR?
1: Yeah, pretty much any group where you can't stress a joint. Um, So, you know, ankle spurns um, ACLs is the common example. So I use a lot of for ACLs. Um, you know, even people who just have problems loading a joint in general, like, you know, if they had knee arthritis or something like that, and you really want to help strengthen the muscle and you're doing, you know, maybe you're forced to do open chain exercises because they can't tolerate a squat or something like that. And there's only, you know, and they're straight leg raises. You don't want to put a 20 pound ankle weight on their limb. Uh, then it's really good for those populations where you you don't, either they can't tolerate stressing a joint or they, you know, it's against the protocol to stress the joint. Okay.
0: okay so I'm going to give you the opposite. Are there any populations that you would not want to use BFR with?
1: Um, definitely, of course, all the contraindications. So if you have, you know, active wounds, active cancer, pregnancy, uh, blood clotting issues, like a DVT or something like that. I definitely, don't want to use it for them. Um, I would say also like a general, like if you're completely healthy, if you have no issues at all, you're able to stress a joint, you're able to load a joint, then if they wanted to try it, I mean, it's not like it's complicated, but I would definitely try to steer them towards just look heavy. <laughs> okay. instead of trying to use, yeah, just, just look heavy. Cause you do want, if you're healthy, you do want to stress your ligaments and your tendons and stuff like that. So they can get stronger as well. So that way, if you go and they, I don't know if they're a weekend warrior, if they're any athlete or something that mm-hmm. those ligaments don't just break when they go to put them into high stress situations.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, um, just for our audience, I think that it's important to go over, like, how does muscle growth happen? So I know that like there's three big topics, but first of all, I know that this is the one that I usually feel when I go to the gym and you do enough resistance or enough reps and you feel that good muscle soreness the next day and you're creating that actual muscle trauma, which is creating some micro tears in your muscle fibers, and then blood flow gets in there and hypertrophies it, and that's how your muscle gets stronger. Uh, but another one is oxygen depletion. So your body needs more oxygen when you're lifting heavy weights. And because of this increased demand, there's less oxygen to available to the muscles. So with less oxygen to the muscles, your body creates these lactic acids to stimulate muscle hypertrophy. So I think that that's a big concept of, of the BFR. And then the cellular swelling. So blood flow increases when you exercise and then more blood flow to the muscles causes them to swell and lead to growth. And I think is another big concept of BFR. So I think that's kind of how this originated and the purpose of it, um, which is pretty much right on task. Um, So let's just say that with our populations, we went over who it's good for, who should not really use it and who it would be contraindicated for. But what if i'm just an avid gym goer i don't want to spend like a couple hundred dollars i mean what are these big like the big brands um they're a couple hundred dollars right
1: absolutely if you i think if you wanted to get for b-strong specifically if you wanted to get a band for each limb so four bands i think it's like i it used to be i don't know how everything priced is now things got a little crazy but it used to be like somewhere between five and eight hundred dollars <laughs> wow so yeah and i know with the company i worked for before they got discounts because they were buying like one or two packs for every single clinic um, okay. um but if you're just like a regular person trying to buy devans, bands they are pretty expensive if you want to get the legit ones um even uh, me personally i've seen guys with them i go to they just sometimes people just take like a theraband and wrap it around your arm <laughs> to try to get the same effect <laughs> i wouldn't recommend that because it can lead to some problems <laughs>
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I have definitely seen some people at the gym working out like that. And I'm like, I think that they make those so that way they're not going to be as intense. So you can like completely occlude your extremity. Um, yeah. cause I think they are made to be a little bit looser since they're not accurate, but you just have no objective measurement to know, you know, at what pressure you're, you are occluding your arteries and veins. <laughs> and so, um, right. Yeah. So we would definitely recommend, I think the gold standard is to like use a Doppler and I'm sure not too many clinics have that, although ours will at iMovePT. Um, but a lot of clinics I'll see, I think we just used to take a blood pressure of the extremity. And then, like you said, take a percentage of that. Is that how you did it or how did your clinic do? It? Um,
1: yeah. So with B Strong, you don't actually have to use a Doppler because you're not reaching hundred percent occlusion. Um, which is what you would use that Doppler for is, you know, you're, you are you want to stop hearing
0: okay. the
1: blood go through the limb. So depending on the size of the person and how intense you wanted it, they had like kind of guideline recommendations of how much pressure you wanted to inflate the cuff to, depending on which limit was. And then you okay. kind of, from there, a lot of it was based off of the patient's discomfort. So you want it to be like mildly uncomfortable because it's, you know, you have a band that's stopping some blood flow from going into the limb. It's not supposed to be good, but you don't want any pain. So once they, you know, you, you, and usually I would kind of slowly ramp it up over the course of a couple of sessions. You know, you start at the general guideline, you do a whole workout session, you see how they do. And then if they were like, yeah, that was pretty easy. You're like, all right, so the next time I'm going to increase the body another 15 millimeters of mercury, depending on, you know, if it's an arm or leg. With arms, you don't need to go up that high at all. Right. Uh, with legs, there's a lot more meat there. So you get a little bit more like.
0: So how long, like how many exercises are you having your patient do and how long is a typical treatment of BFR if you have this like cuff occluding your blood flow?
1: Um, it depends on the person and kind of what protocol you're using. I know with when I was taught be strong, the protocol is like you use it for about 20 minutes um, for whatever you're trying to do, then take off the pressure for like a minute and then kind of get back into it. I had some athletic trainers I was working with and some other therapists that if the patient was fine and they weren't complaining of discomfort or anything like that, um, we'd go through probably a whole workout session. So it'd be about 40 minutes. I'd have, i left it on people for that long. Um, every once in a while, the cuff would lose a little pressure. So sometimes just the nature of what they're doing, you know, they're moving their arms, they're moving their legs, uh, you take the cuff off and you reinflate it. So you get that kind of minute break kind of built into the workout anyway, but uh, yeah, I've done about, I think, 40, 45 minutes of the longest I've ever done. It. And I've done that on myself about 40 to 45 minutes, too.
0: Okay. Yeah, and I, I to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I was first trained, the athletic trainer who was training all of us, because when my first when I got certified, he put it on us for like an hour and a half. <laughs> so Whoa. He made us do like a whole hour and a half of workout because he wanted us to feel kind of what the point feels like when you're doing BFR.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important when you have something new, or I mean, it's not necessarily new, but just something that you're going to use with your patients. That make sure that you've done it on yourself, so you know what they're <laughs> feeling. Uh, that would be my first question if I was had a therapist about to do it on me.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's I've had definitely... it done.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's really neat because you can do like the simplest exercise and feel like you just had this massive workout, um, but. Like if you're using these and it's guided, I would totally recommend if you're interested in this, make sure that you're a good candidate for it first. Like talk to a healthcare professional or a physical therapist in particular, if they're make sure they're trained on it so they know like how to occlude it. Um, that's probably the safest way to go about it. I would not just first time go buy something and try it yourself because people do have contraindications to this you know if you have a bone fracture we went over some of them but yeah. you know um fracture blood clotting disorder probably is most common people can bruise with this but just want to make sure you're going about this as safe as possible and that you know all the benefits um i don't know sam are there too many risks with this other than i guess if you were to damage something by occluding too much if you didn't know what you were doing what would you think
1: yeah if you're using some of the bands that you can just buy online most of the time you have to you'd have to kind of go out of your way to hurt yourself some of the like some of the bands that aren't be strong they're like pretty much just glorified mattress straps right and so you can if you're just tightening them up as much as you can you can get a 100 percent occlusion with some of these the risks of that is that, that you can damage nerves especially in the arms because there's just not a lot of meat there there's so the nerves are pretty superficial So that was one of the issues with that. If you're just getting some like random bands off the street, Um, the B strong band specifically, it's pretty hard to damage something. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So they're pretty safe, but at the same time, you you still, if you, you have no knowledge, if you're just a random person, I would, I would read up on this and really make sure that this is good for you. Like this is the direction you really want to go. And the easiest way to do that is to talk to a healthcare professional, a physical therapist, you know, somebody who's trained to be far and they can kind of guide you through everything.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Just, especially if it's your first time, they'll guide you. Hopefully you can learn and then you can um, continue to do it on your own. Um, so I did mention a little bit earlier, I move PT, we do use BFR. We have certification, some of our therapists in that. And um, we do use the Doppler ultrasound with that. So if you are in the area and interested, as always, with any questions, like reach out info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. Um, but we can answer any questions, get you set up with that and um, tell if you're a good candidate or not. So there's my little plug there. <laughs> Um, so we did talk about Dr. Sam, you did do this on your own. So before we leave our listeners today, would you give them any advice or last comments about BFR?
1: If you are an avid gym goer and you, you know, you have an injury of some sort and you still want to maintain muscle mass and you don't have any of the other contraindications, BFR is probably a good way for you to maintain your muscle mass while you're through that injury and recovery process. If you are completely healthy or if you're new at the gym, right? Just learn on proper technique and lifting heavy. Don't worry about BFR bands. It is exciting to get to, you know, like, oh, wow, I only have to work, you know, half as long and can still achieve some muscle gains, but it is better just to lift heavy rather than kind of going through this. And don't buy mattress straps and put them on your arms. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was reading somewhere too. It can be a good alternative to people that are big gym goers, like um, to switch it up, do like your lift heavy days, a few days, and then like on your, not necessarily your rest day, but what do they call it? Your active rest day um, to do BFR instead. So you just give the ligaments and the tendons and the joints kind of a break. And then before you get back into- your normal routine of lifting heavy. Cause that's always fun. <laughs> so
1: and that's definitely fun. dudes Usually if you're doing that, you're already a pretty big expert in the gym, probably yeah. been lifting for a couple of years. Yeah. Hopefully you know what you're doing.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on with us today, Sam. We really appreciate your knowledge and your experience with BFR. Cause I do know that we will have some listeners that are interested in this. If you've heard of it or you haven't heard of it. Uh, but like I said, any further questions should go to info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. Sam or I would be very happy to get back to you, answer any of your questions and lead you in the right direction. So we will see you, or I will see you, Sam on that, in two weeks, um, for our next podcast, which is still to be determined on the topic. But if you have any suggestions or want to hear anything in particular from us, please email us. So have a great week. Thank you, Sam.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the healthy habits for active aging podcast. If you have any questions for Dr. Gorman or Dr. Bennett please send an email to info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. To learn more about healthy aging, visit our website at imovephysicaltherapy.com. Like what you hear? Be sure to rate and subscribe. See you next week.